Welcome to this episode of The Message with Angel. I hope that this last month has been good to you, and I hope that May, May, no pun intended, be another month full of blessings. Even if it hasn't, remember that God is always good. God is for us. And like Romans 8.31 says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? I know sometimes believing this is way easier said than done. Trust me, I would know. Because believe it or not, this last month has been very hard on me. But I want to use my struggles and twist it to something positive that I can share with you guys today. You know what's funny? The whole month of April and most of May so far, I had absolutely no idea what topic I was going to touch on for this podcast episode. I want to give you guys substance, something to take away from that could help you guys in your daily lives. Otherwise, there's no point in doing this. My goal with this podcast will always be to help you. So anyways, last Thursday, May 3rd, I was driving to work miserable. I'll explain why in a second. So anyways, I was listening to worship music, just looking for the presence of God. I then tuned into Stephen Furtick's podcast called Elevation with Stephen Furtick. If you don't know who Stephen Furtick is, he is the lead pastor of Elevation Church in North Carolina. I personally love the way that he preaches. He's relatively young and preaches in such an unconventional way that if you're young, you would definitely relate and enjoy it. Anyway, so I was listening to his latest podcast when in the sermon he said, guard your heart. And for some reason, which I know was God actually, this phrase stuck out to me and instantly it clicked. This will be the topic of May 2018's episode of The Message. Honestly, this may be the most personal podcast episode I've done yet. But if I need to spill everything for you to be able to benefit off of it, then so be it. But I will say to you, in complete transparency, writing this episode was incredibly difficult. Mainly because I'm not completely over the situation yet. I'm still grieving. I'm still heartbroken. The good news, I am feeling a little better by the day. And I know that God is still good. I know he still has amazing plans for my life as well as yours. This format is also going to be a little bit different this time around. This episode will mostly be my testimony in regards to the topic, and I will give you reasons why it is so important to guard your heart. The very thing God cherishes and the very thing the devil seeks to destroy on a daily basis. So Angel, what's been going on? Well, here it goes. So on my iPhone, I had downloaded several Christian dating apps, which as of now have all been deleted off my phone. I used to have Tinder years ago, I remember, but that app was really mainly for hooking up with random women, and as a Christian, I'd rather stay out of things that would tempt me to sin. So anyways, I didn't have luck with any of these Christian dating apps. One app in particular was called Cross Paths. It operated very similar to Tinder in the sense that you swipe left and right, you can super like people and chat with them if you guys match. I found no one in New York I was interested in while on that app, as well as the other ones. I decided to just see what else was out there, and I increased the distance from 25 miles to 3,000. Figured I'd at least chat with some cool people, but I doubted I would find something that would make me feel anything more than that. And boy, was I wrong. So back on the 23rd of March, I had matched up with this beautiful Christian girl from Florida that was currently living in Texas. Out of respect, her name will not be brought up in this episode. 
we connected pretty much instantly. She was different from the other girls that I had spoke to on the app. She was down to earth, humble. She was overall a really nice person to talk to. That same night I got her number and we began to text until three o'clock in the morning. Very quickly, we both fell into infatuation with one another. Her Instagram had showed me that she was passionate about God, which was amazing, and she was down to earth, which as a guy who's always moving and I'm high energy, I needed someone to bring me back down to earth. <laughs> Feelings developed really fast. Within the next couple of days, she had said that she had been praying for me to enter her life, and she didn't even know it. It felt great to hear that. We grew close very quickly. We could speak on the phone for hours without any boredom whatsoever. We even FaceTimed five hours. We started to develop really strong feelings for one another. But we also began to discuss important issues. She lives in Texas, and we'll be there for a couple of years since she's currently in the Air Force. So getting to know her was essential, and these important questions were necessary for the both of us before it goes any further. So would she consider moving to New York one day? I had asked her this, and she said she didn't like the idea. Texas is different from New York, and she didn't like the idea of living where neighbors were close by. She preferred staying down south where, you know, there's large pieces of land. She wanted to live on a farm. I tried to tell her that maybe we aren't meant for one another. She fought back by telling me that God would not have had us meet each other for just to talk for a little bit and then go our separate ways. She said, who knows, maybe even God can put in her heart to move up to New York, which I, I guess it could happen. Angel, you don't know what the future holds, she told me, and that I shouldn't try and play God. So I said, fine, let's keep talking. Things escalated quickly. Texts started friendly and getting to know one another to now, the conversations were no different than two people in a relationship. Not a day had gone by that we didn't speak. My day would instantly brighten up just getting a text from her, even at work. She said she adored me. She said I was perfect. Heart emojis started flying left and right in the conversations. I would get pictures from her, nothing inappropriate, but it was nice to know what she was up to through her photos. She said she thinks that we may even get married one day. Hearing this made me feel amazing, don't get me wrong. But it also concerned me. Because I'm not perfect by any means. And if you've been tuning into the podcast, you should know that by now. Marriage was also way too early to discuss when we've only talked for two weeks at the time. Our hearts were pouring just way too fast. My heart was telling me be cautious about this and that it would be best to seek godly counsel. Luckily for me, I knew exactly who to go to. If you look at the Bible, in Proverbs 11:14, it says, without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. As you can see from the scripture here, it's foolish to not seek godly counsel, especially when it comes to one's romantic life. Sometimes our emotions get the best of us and our judgment can get clouded. So on April 12th, after college church service, I spoke to my youth pastor. Mind you, we started talking every day from March 23rd on. I really should have went to him sooner. So anyways, I told him what was going on. I told him I was talking to this girl that I had met on this Christian dating app, and I had developed strong feelings for her, but I didn't know how to proceed. His advice, that this could turn into something beautiful, but to be cautious. After all, this was a girl who lived across the country, and if I decided to commit, that would mean saying no to any girl that I would meet that was interested in me for the next couple of years. So I had to be sure that this was the one before I commit. He told me I still have so much to know about her, so it was important to guard my heart. In Proverbs 4, 23, it even says, 
Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. He suggested taking the romantic aspect out of the conversation since it would relieve the pressure of having to text back immediately or just giving too much of our hearts too early. If she proved that she could be my best friend, then maybe this is something worth committing to. Because if she proved that she could be my best friend, then I had no trouble whatsoever saying no to every girl I met. I really mean that too. She was incredibly attractive too, so you know that did help make my decision too. So that night after service, outside my house, I got on the phone with her and I spoke. I told her this wasn't friend zoning because we're both aware we like one another and this would be good for the both of us. I thought it was more than reasonable. I was at peace with this too because this clearly meant that God wanted this to happen too. She on the phone seemed okay with it, but later on through text, it was clear she wasn't. Not a good sign at all. For the next two weeks, it became her back and forth, not knowing what she wanted in regards to this. The next day, she apologized, telling me that she was willing to work on a godly friendship first. Because if a relationship is what I eventually want, then God will do his work. And she was willing to do that. It made sense. It made me so happy because I thought, maybe this could work. But then the next day, she changed her mind. She began to text me in short messages and go, isn't this what you wanted? It bothered me greatly. I remember being told by my pastor that, Love doesn't need convincing. But because I liked her so much, that's exactly what I was trying to do for two weeks. And don't get me wrong, there were times in those two weeks that I said, I had enough. I told her that I need a woman who was going to work with me and not fight with me on something that God would want. But she kept texting me, letting me know that she missed me and it would reel me back in to where I would continue talking to her because, well, I missed her too. Even though I was persistent on seeking a godly friendship first. So then on the 17th of April came this big argument over, over politics. If you know me personally, you know how critical I can be of the government, of any country for that matter. When I was young in high school, I remember looking into conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And I realized that the reason why so much evil is happening in nations around the world is because Satan is running the world. Anyways, so she sends me a screenshot of something that I had posted on Facebook regarding the situation in Syria and asked me if I believed it was true. Now the crazy part is, I made my political opinion very clear before in the FaceTime call that I had with her, which is why it confused me so much that I was even questioned on it. I suppose maybe the infatuation kind of like made her disregard it, but I guess this time, you know, she needed to address it. And it got very heated. I was trying to be patient and respectful, but she was very sensitive on this topic, probably because she's in the military. But even so, it didn't merit her speaking to me so aggressively. She called me a conspiracy theorist and that I shouldn't be talking-ish about, you know, the president and all this other stuff. And it just was getting very emotional on her end. Um, I told her she was being immature with what she was texting. And there should be no reason why two Christians can't agree to disagree. Her response, please stop talking to me now. I couldn't believe it. Over politics? For two days, I had left her alone thinking that she would come to her senses and realize that politics is a stupid reason to get angry at me for. Even to destroy a potential relationship over. I texted her after two days and asked her if she was still mad at me. She said she wasn't, but had unfollowed me on Instagram so she could move on. I was incredibly confused and hurt, but I respected her decision to let her be. I told her I got a lot of love for her, which I still do. I told her I'm here waiting when she's ready to talk to me. 
A week goes by until I hear from her. Conversation was short, but I was at least happy to hear from her. I was thinking about her the whole week. I'm not gonna lie, I missed her tremendously. The next day I text her to see how her day was going, and I don't hear from her for two days. I text her yet again, asking if I did anything wrong. Turns out, she was just over the whole thing. She didn't see it as a priority to text me back. I knew it the same day I texted her. It sucked to hear this from her. I tried convincing her to think otherwise, but she wouldn't budge. I don't get how a week of not talking to me results in just moving on completely. I didn't do her wrong. I was kind, loving, and most of all, patient. She didn't even want to remain as friends and wasn't even sure when I had asked her if I'd ever hear from her again. That was on the 30th of April. I told you I can be vulnerable with you guys, right? So here it goes. I was absolutely devastated. It felt like my heart shattered. The hope that it would work out and she'd come to her senses was gone. I was hurting so bad to know how good I was and how hard I tried to make this work and yet it wasn't enough. It was horrible. For the first time in my life, I knew what heartbreak felt like. And mind you, I've been in a relationship before too. My chest was heavy. Honestly, I cried for days. I couldn't sleep right. I'd constantly wake up in the middle of the night. My supervisor at my job even knew that something was up. She knew something was wearing on me. I wasn't smiling around the office anymore, and my mother hated the fact that I was letting this change how I felt on a daily basis. But it's not easy. I was talking to her for a month straight. How could I go from planning to visit her in Texas, and yes, I was willing to do that. How could I go from that to the thought of never speaking to her again? At this point, I really needed godly counsel again because I didn't know what to do. So last Thursday, May 3rd, I once again meet with my youth pastor. I tell him everything that had happened since the night we last spoke. He told me that besides trying to convince her for two weeks, that working on a godly friendship first was a good idea and that I handled it correctly. He told me that I should be thankful it ended early on and not later where the heartbreak would be even worse. He told me this had turned toxic for me. It was making me lose sleep. It was affecting my appetite and I needed to move on. Relationships in the beginning are supposed to be on cloud nine. Everything is supposed to be butterflies and bubbles. Not arguing. How would this be in a marriage? I should be with someone who is willing to compromise and work with being my partner. And this girl, unfortunately, as much, as much as I wanted her to, she wasn't willing to do that. She wasn't willing to be my friend first. If anything, I should have ended it when I realized that her decision was changing on a constant basis. I deserve someone to say, you know what, Angel? We both like each other, and if working on a godly friendship first is something you want, then let's do it. It's more than reasonable, and guarding our hearts is important since we live so far from one another. I told you, I adore you as a person, and I think you're perfect, so I'm willing to do what's needed to make this work. Too bad I didn't get that. It hurt bad. My pastor had told me, the Lord will be the one to heal the heartache that I've been feeling, and that I have to do my part. This meant not checking her social media because it would be like picking at my wound. He told me to be thankful that this happened and to use this as a way to grow and learn. So what did I learn? I learned how important it is to guard one's heart. Imagine if I never spoke to my pastor and I kept opening and just giving more of my heart. How much worse would this have turned out for me? I have no choice but to move on with my life, but it hasn't been easy especially with the idea that I should not reach out to her for my sanity. I liked her so much 
And, and while it's extremely easy for me to normally cut someone out of my life, this girl is different. It is just so much harder. But I'm doing my part so that God can do his. I just, I'm being completely honest with you guys. I just really, I just really wish that things were different. I would have loved for it to all work out and to one day just have her as my wife. It makes me really sad, to be honest. I'll always have love for her, though, and that's for sure. But it just really sucks that things did not work out the way I wanted it to. I realize it's a long story, but if you made it this far, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's more therapeutic for me than I could have ever imagined while writing this. To talk with you about this because it helps put things into perspective. I will probably touch upon the story again in the future because God did speak to me several times during this. I may even name the next episode Hearing God's Voice. Let me know what you guys think. As you can see, it's very important to guard your heart. I'm known for normally wearing my heart on my sleeve and just letting it all out. I'm naturally outspoken and say what I feel. But I need to be more careful. And so should you. Being vulnerable can be good because it can lead to intimacy and trust. Being vulnerable can also be bad because it can result in betrayal or heartbreak. And unfortunately, I had to experience both. I urge you, when it comes to relationships, pace yourself. There is no need to rush the process of letting someone into your heart. The Lord treasures your heart dearly, and it is there where the Holy Spirit dwells. It's also the area that the enemy attacks daily, with our self-esteem, guilt, shame. I mean, you name it. So please, please be careful. Not everyone deserves your heart in full. Luckily, I took my pastor's advice and saved myself more pain than I would have experienced had I just continued to give everything of me. And now, I'm picking up the pieces and trying to get past this hurt. I pray to never again experience this type of pain. I also certainly do not want this for you either. Work on trying to develop a godly friendship first. It's okay if you're both aware you're attracted to one another. This doesn't mean you friend zone someone. It just means you're taking precaution for the benefits of both parties. After all, in marriage, aren't you supposed to be best friends anyway? Unfortunately, things didn't turn out the way I would have liked, and it hurts really bad. If you believe in the power of prayer, I hope that you pray for me. And if you're going through something similar, then I'd like to pray with you right now. That God may heal our hearts and carry our burden. After all, in his word, in Psalms 55:22, it says, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. Dear Father in heaven, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for another day of life. We thank you for the grace and mercy that you show upon us daily. We thank you because it means that you still have a plan to carry out in our lives. You give us another opportunity to grow and be better than what we were yesterday. Lord, we come to you in desperate need. Lord, we live in a broken world, and this world can sometimes bring us down through disappointments and heartbreaks. Lord, we ask you to help our faith grow in our struggles and trials. May we remember, Lord, that you are with us. And if, Lord, you're with us, then who could be against us? May we find comfort in your presence, Lord, and help us trade our loads with you, for your weight is light. Lord, help heal and restore our hearts and remind us that we're your children. You care for us and you don't want to see us suffer. You count every tear shed. 
and may we remain faithful to your promises. We pray to remember that there is great glory past this storm. Even though we hurt now, there are blessings to follow from this. Lord, you know how hard disappointments and heartbreak may be on us. So we ask you to have your hand on this situation. Lord, we thank you because no matter what, <laughs> you're still good and you still love us. In Jesus' name, we give you thanks. Amen. Once again, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into this episode. It was so hard for me to write this because it meant revisiting the past in order to convey the story well. I'm hurting bad, but I'll live. I will get past this. And if you're going through something similar, then I'm here to tell you that I'm right there with you. And if I can still get up and keep going, then so can you. You are a soldier of God. So pick your chin up and be brave and courageous. God loves you and there's glory to come from this. If you have any thoughts, then feel free to reach out through my social media. Instagram is probably the best way to reach out to me. My username is officialangeltv with no spaces. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do not forget to subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to hear your thoughts. God bless you. And until next time, folks, this has been The Message.